millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new values, and a new experience. The sour minds, no one can feel what we are feeling at the moment. Feels like we're far, so far away. And face to face with life, we're stolen. Hello and welcome to You Haven't Heard the B-Side. This is a podcast all about lesser-known music by lesser-known artists that we believe are as good, if not better, than that in the mainstream. That almost sounded perfect and scripted. I've said it that many times. Today on the show, we have with me, as usual, say hello, Wayne. Hello, everybody. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm always good. You know me. I'm ha- I'm happy that you are happy and good. That's good. Yeah. Also, with us on the show, as usual, we have another guest, a special guest. Our special guest this week is Colin from We Dig Podcasts. Hello, Colin. Hello. How's it going? Did I say that <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, it's We Dig Podcasts dot com is the website, and then it's we've got two uh, podcasts, which is. Uh, we dig music and free with this month's issue are the two that I, that I run and we're all part of a uh, network called we made this as well just to make it even more confusing brilliant <laughs> and i'm sure you'll be able to tell us all about that later absolutely excellent <laughs> and as i said this is all about lesser known music by lesser known artists and i haven't got my notes up like an absolute professional <laughs> where are my notes this is why we have to edit, because if we did everything live, we'd be absolutely fucked. Yeah. It's been it's been three years now, and yeah. you're never going to get any better. It's not three so just, years, just it's, been two, it. it's been two years. It's been three just years, over, mate. Just over two years. Is it? It's, oh, yeah? Now it's season three, dude. Yeah. Season three. <laughs> we're into, into, the next, into, the, into the third year, but it's not been three years yet. We, we had the same year that we, we're... Uh, we Dig Music is just about to have its third anniversary, and when we recorded the other week, I couldn't remember if it was third, fourth, or second. <laughs> but it it's happens. third. We looked it up. Right, okay. <laughs> so, the music you are currently listening to is a, it's like an EDM piece. It's from a geezer called 
propulsive, that's who this is. And propulsive, does he have anything on him? He does. Propulsive, propulsive, can't talk. Propulsive is a distinctive DJ and producer from Zwolle. Is that Zwolle? Zwolle? Z-W-O-L-L-E. The Netherlands, with a rich history in electronic music, he received support from the likes of Armin van Buren, ATB, Richard Durand, and more. Purport, just and more, that, that means the other people aren't worth mentioning. Purportive's official debut, Wanna Stay, made some serious waves and got worldwide support by big DJs like Tisto. Is it Tisto? Tiesto, Tiesto, I think. Tiesto. So yeah, he's, he's you know not for everybody, but for those that do like this music, he's the person to check out. Apparently, with over a decade of production and on-stage experience, the talented DJ producer Ronald Pater, Peter, Peter, Potter, Pater, can put his creative hand to different styles, and therefore has eyes on both radio and dance floor writing music and performing. Is who he is. Oh. And where he lives for punctuation, mate. Punctuation. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> there's a bit more about him. We'll leave all the stuff in the show notes as usual for you to check him out. So, yeah, that's what we're all about. Lesser known artists and getting them listened to. And I'm going to stop waffling now. So we're going to move on to our... We'll move on to our first artist, Wayne. Who should we choose first? Should we choose Zilla? Zilla with an eye shut. Right? Zilla with her eyes shut. Zilla with her eyes shut. That's a name, isn't it? That okay. So this is my chat that I had with her and her corresponding music. Enjoy. I'm very good, man. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah. It's, uh, I've been very busy today editing and the like, so I'll be, I'll be glad to get all this over with. But uh, yeah, how, yeah. You, how are you keeping with uh, all this going on with the the virus and the likes? Oh, I mean, it's not amazing, but uh, I mean, obviously what's happening in America as well, it's, it's made me really stressed, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, you know, try to do your best, basically. It's a weird time. So these protests have, uh, you, you, they've been affecting you as well? Yeah, 100%, definitely. I mean, obviously I'm uh, from an African background, so... I feel very uh, vulnerable when I watch things like that. But, um, I mean, you know, trying yeah. to see the best from in people. You're obviously British. You sound English. You, you... Um, well, I'm actually French. I was born in France. I'm French, but I've uh, been here most of my life. So, okay. yeah, quite international. Cool. So tell me a bit about Zilla with her eyes. Who are you? What's your story? How did you yeah. come about that name? Well, my name is actually Fauzia and it's spelled Fauzilla. The, the thing is, uh, people used to call me Fauzilla and it pissed me off because it's actually <laughs> Fauzia. So, <laughs> and I turned a negative into a positive by like, you know, like taking it as my creative name, Zilla, uh, with an eyes shot because um, my uh, the way I play the piano and I always close my eyes and I kind of follow patterns instead of uh, knowing what notes I'm playing. Uh, when I write, I like to just let my hands just dance over the piano in a weird way. And then um, so it comes from that. And also because most of the things I write about are about the subconscious and uh, what happens when you're asleep in your dreams. So it's quite deep. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how would you describe your sound? 
Oh, wow, my sound. Uh, well, it is, yeah, I guess it's quite deep, but I mean, I come from a classical piano background. So uh, I've had the opportunity to just go really deep in terms of like playing like the technical aspect of playing the piano and um, layering different, you know, sounds and, and uh, melodies and stuff. So it's quite rich in that sense. So um, it probably comes from there. You've obviously got a deep uh, EDM influence in your music, but because I think of that classical background, it keeps the sound quite organic and it doesn't feel too over-processed, if you know what I mean. Too, mm. It doesn't sound, it doesn't have sound like it doesn't sound cheesy like a lot of EDM. Right, OK. You know, yeah, it's interesting to hear that because, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's quite a difficult balance to, to get. So, um, yeah. It it's is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah you either get it's either straight classical and straight organic, or you, it's just completely electronic. But there's a, mm-hmm. like I said, there's a there's a lot of organic, there's, there's an organic feeling to your music, which is good and it's oh, it's refreshing because we get a lot of EDM sent to us and we just end up using it as an intro in one of the um, shows. Uh, right. Okay, but you, <laughs> this was definitely worth talking about. It's good music. Oh, okay. How how long have you been doing this? Uh, well, I started classical when well, I was um, probably nine years old or something, which is actually quite late. But um, the good thing was that I actually wanted to play it. You know, I'm not one of those people that go like, oh, I hate those classical um, piano lessons and stuff. You know, I actually wanted to do it, which was great. And um, so, yeah, the switch from like classical to writing was quite difficult, uh, you know, because obviously you're playing someone else's music and all of a sudden you're trying to uh, get the music out of your, your yourself, you know, trying to write something. But uh, once I got going, you know, I never stopped. So, yeah, quite a long time. And do you do many live sets? Obviously not at the moment, but yeah. generally do you play live? No, that's the thing. I mean, I, we were going to start doing the live stuff and then this bloody virus <laughs> happened. So, you know, like it's just, I mean, you know, you just have to, you know, keep positive and hope that everything will get back to normal very soon. I mean, you know, that's all you can do. So, yeah. I don't think it'll get to normal soon, but I think it's going to can't be too wow. long before yeah. they're going to need people out there entertaining, yeah. as it were. Because, I mean, I, I miss the live scene and... Yeah, I think a lot yeah. of people do. So that yeah, must be quite definitely. nerve-wracking for you, you know, going out there and doing, if it's quite new to you. No, no I mean, I have done gigs before, obviously, but not with my, my own um, uh, solo stuff. So, uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just looking forward to it. You know, it's, it's nothing better than getting your music out there. So, do you, obviously, look, you can't do it now. Have you got anything planned for when this all blows over? Not really, no, to be honest, no. No, I'm just writing at the moment, actually. So Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm writing my second album, so. So this is album that you've, that we're looking at, well, this album that you've just done, it doesn't have a name on here. Oh, no, it's just called um, Zilla with the Eyes Shut. Oh, it's, okay. Yeah. That's, that's why then. Yeah. So tell me about <laughs> this album, uh, does it have a narrative? Um, how you know your process? Tell me about it. Yeah, well, uh, as I said earlier, it's all about the subconscious. Um, uh, quite a few, like a few years ago, I kind of developed this kind of weirdo CD where uh, I was imagining things in the daytime in ten- instead of um, during my dreams, and uh, it was it freaked me out like crazy. But um, then I'm. I, 
managed to turn this into a positive by using it for my writing, which was horrendous and amazing at the same time. So, um, so yeah, I became really, really interested about uh, what happens in with the mind and with your dreams. And so it's a lot to do with that and a lot to do with that also with my childhood. And it's a kind of, some of it is kind of traumatic, but at the same time, I'm trying to take it, taking it as a lighthearted kind of way. So um, I'm very positive about life. I'm very positive about the world and finding creativity in everything I do in everyday life sounds. And this is why I like working with Matthew Herbert was great because um, he uses objects to make music. So um, whenever we came into sessions, I would bring objects that have that are related to my lyrics and uh, I would just like throw them on the floor or like smash them on the floor or just rub them against the the mic and it would make a sound and we'd sample that and then turning into an instrument and it was all every single time we'd be amazed at what kind of sounds we could come up with with like a rock or book or a bottle or electric toothbrush you know so um yeah it was um yeah, very experiment experimental. <laughs> I think that's music at its finest. I mean, I think that's uh, it's like everybody's got a keyboard and everybody's got all those sounds and everybody's using those yeah. sounds. And okay, okay, they're not copyrighted, but everybody's using them. But so to do that, I think yeah, yeah, that's I think that's that's creativity at, at its best. And the thing is, you listen to it on the other side. So I'd listen to it. I wouldn't be able to tell you using a toothbrush. I'd probably just think it's another piece of, um, you know, yeah. keys or yeah. something. But no, that's brilliant. And yeah, it's so much fun to do as well. Like, it would just be like every day would be like every studio day would be amazing and exciting because you just don't know what would happen that on that day, you know. So you don't know what the objects would turn up like as in like in terms of sampling. So it was amazing. So much fun. But whatever yeah. comes out, you know that that's your sound. No one else is using that sound. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were saying about your dreams. You, you, you're having, what, vivid dreams in, in the daytime when you're awake? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was pretty fucked up. You should probably but... see someone about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is, is that that's probably way too deep, isn't it? I don't know. I mean, it would just be like... It, it was always, and this is why it's funny about meeting, meeting Matthews, because there were always accidents, like really bad accidents that would happen, like in front of my eyes. And I always thought, oh, is this real? Or did I just daydream? And, you know, Matthews' lab, um, label is called Accidental Records. So it was, <laughs> it's, the whole thing is so weird. It's like, so yeah, so yeah, it, it would be quite like, quite like violent accidents. And, um, it used to make me really like it was scary basically yeah, but... the shit out of me, that would. <laughs> yeah, i know i'm trying to explain it in the most like simple way but but then you turn into a song and then you're like yes this is good actually you're trying so... to explain it in the most simple way without making yourself sound mad yeah, basically, that's so cringe. <laughs> Does I mean, it still happen? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just live with it, you know? It's weird. It's, I mean, there's nothing you can do about it as well. It's just some people get stressed by, you know, stress comes up in different ways for some people, and this is what happens to me. Oh, so, yeah. I worry about my mental health, and there's nothing wrong with me. So if something like that started happening, oh, <laughs> God. And you haven't seen anyone about it? I have, I have, I have. And they're, what, they're just, oh, it's just normal. You just can't live with it. And they said you can't do anything about it. I'm like, fuck. And you, and okay. you said, yeah, I can. I can turn it into music and I can make something creative with it. So, no, well, fair play. I, 
had no choice, right? So yeah, this is what happened. Every cloud but, and all that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, that's. I think I just say that's brilliant. I think. Um, <laughs> It's yeah. very positive the way you've turned it around, though. That's good. Yeah, I think that's a yeah. good. I think it's a good message to a lot of people out there. To be honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was. And you know what? It was difficult for me to even talk about this process for a long time because, you know, you just get embarrassed and stuff. And then the more people talk about mental health, the more comfortable you feel about sharing your, you know, your experience of it. So, uh, yeah. But you know, there's beauty in everything, even in negative things. So, you know, it's all about finding it. So you could be walking down the street and suddenly scream, oh, shit, and a lot of people are like, what's my name? Did you not see that person just get run over? And they'll be like, no. Oh, it's okay, it's, then it's just me. It's basically like that, yeah. Really? It's messed up, yeah. Oh. Yeah, the main thing was I always thought someone was jumping off buildings, off a building and laying in on top of me. So <laughs> I get freaked out and I just changed, like, swap... Um, change the side of the pavement all the time because I was just so scared of tall buildings. So, yeah, that kind of shit. Wow, I suppose nobody's wanted to do a documentary with you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so, interesting. Music, music, that's what... <laughs> sorry. Yeah, what this, you, you say you're working on a new album. What's, what's this next album about? Oh, all right. So this one, um, I'm just taking a, I'm just having fun with like uh, vocals mainly. So um, at the minute, it's just a cappella, and um, we'll see what happens with that. But I'm just layering and layering and layering and layering loads of vocals. So yeah, okay. And it's really fun. Yeah, no instruments. It's fun still. for you. It's not. It's not fun for the person doing the mixing and the mastering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, but I've always, I've always used like, like honestly, like my audio files are ridiculous. So yeah, I've always done loads of vocals. So I like doing that. Yeah, I can imagine the editing. Oh, when it's just the files. Yeah. yeah. But now you know that's the creative process, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I'm good. I'm just going to ask you a few sort of little questions just to just to round up. Yeah, if that's okay. okay. Yeah, that's cool. Okay, cool. So uh, my first question is going to be, I want you to imagine you're going on holiday, somewhere nice, this whole lockdown thing is over, uh-huh. and money isn't an object, you can go anywhere you want for a week, where mm-hmm. are you going to go? Uh, I'll probably go to Ivory Coast to see my mum, <laughs> nice. it's in West Africa, and uh, yeah, I just love the vibe there. <laughs> The music and cool. like, the happiness. <laughs> okay, so you're going to the Ivory Coast for a week. Yeah. And you're taking with you an MP3 player, if you remember those. MP3 uh, player, okay. <laughs> it's an old one, and mm-hmm. you've, you only have WAV files on your computer, so you can only fit two songs on this MP3 player. And these oh are the only two songs you're going to get to listen to all week. What two songs are you taking? Oh, my God. You know what? I'm going to be very disappointing, but I don't listen to a lot of um music at the moment it's really weird uh part of my um like anxiety thing was i couldn't listen to music it's really strange i know it's ridiculous but um i listen to a lot of sounds like <laughs> oh my gosh like <laughs> <laughs> like i'd be listening to like you know this really cheesy like like um bird sounds and like nature sounds i listen to a lot of that it's so ridiculous because i like making music but sometimes i just feel like it's too much in my head to listen to it as well so uh it's i like 
people playing for me or like I like DJing of course but um uh I don't know if I'd actually take something like that probably like yeah something very basic okay uh, yeah <laughs> I, I sent away we might have her on the main show if, if this goes well but uh no you're not her so <laughs> <laughs> yes it's official now <laughs> no I joke of course um you know what I did so, so, it might sound silly mm-hmm. but I do from time to time find myself lying in bed I can't sleep and just a random bout of anxiety that I think everybody gets from time to time. I don't yeah. suffer with it. And I'll just put on something like this, uh, Wales. Or the, usually it's like rain in the rainforest or something like that. Just mm-hmm. put it on loop and it helps me sleep. So I, I completely understand that, yeah. Okay, well, that's my vibe, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can get loads of that shit on Spotify. To, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh man! So I completely so relate. Okay then. <laughs> yeah. Next question. Uh huh. God, oh, these are the most interesting answers I've ever had. Oh yay! <laughs> <laughs> we like that. <laughs> okay, so if you uh-huh. could erase one song from history, you hate it that much. You, you know, it, it doesn't exist anymore. And despite yeah. the backlash you might get off people who do like the song, what song would you get rid of? Get rid of yeah, song. so it doesn't exist anymore. You hate it that much. Oh shit! My God, there's there's a lot of shit I don't like, but it uh, really is. Yeah, uh, what's really bad? What's really <laughs> bad? Oh my gosh, that's a hard question. My God, uh, well, I'm trying and uh, on the spot like that. There's oh got to be a song that comes on the radio and it just makes you go, oh, I've got to get away. Uh, yeah. Well, it's all this like all this old Calvin Harris shit, and like I don't know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh my god, come on, you know, like that the bad house, bad house needs to go. Bad house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll just get rid of a shitload of bad house then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Uh, all right. If you could collaborate with one artist dead and one artist alive, who would you collaborate with? <gasps> oh wow. Oh wow! My gosh, you got the hardest questions ever. It's really hard to decide <laughs> one person, one dead, one alive. You could say it's hard, but there's plenty to choose from. That's the problem. <laughs> uh, you have a lot of influences. Well, I do. I love Erica Badu. Weirdly, I mean, it's not the same music that I'm making, but it's just um, the whole uh, persona and. Uh, her soul, the way she is, and um, I love um, I love quite a lot of R and B singers actually, which is like you know quite interesting. Uh, I obviously, love loads of classical. I'd love to like be in a room with like Franz Litz or something like that, just to see how they used to write, or Eric Satie. Uh, but I mean, obviously that's classical. So uh, <laughs> I love a lot of. I used to love Radiohead like to death. I used to love Tom York. So someone like that would be interesting as well. I mean, there's a lot of people that I'd love to work with, of course. So uh, choosing one or two is very fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> can I? Can I? Can I just send you an audio of that later in a week or something? <laughs> We'll, we'll, we'll just skip it. We'll just skip it. Okay. Just, we'll just say you have a lot of influences and you'd like to work with them all. Yeah, basically. You mentioned Radiohead. I, I can't stand Radiohead. I appreciate Radiohead and I, I understand that they are very good. At what, I mean, they are yeah. amazing musicians. And I, 
I, I, I do this thing where I take an artist and I listen to their whole back catalogue and I did it with Radiohead. Yeah. And I appreciated everything they did. But mm-hmm. after a while it became so boring. Oh, yeah, God. Know, it's just, but... just not very listenable. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, I think it's like, it's got this, it's so strong for like a period of time. I mean, it's just like Bjork. Bjork was amazing. Bjork was everything for a long time. And then, you know, it's so intense. And then, you know, 10 years later, you listen to it or whatever, like, it's like, it's too much, you know, but it's probably good for for that time, you know, Hmm. that time when everyone was like into this kind of sound. And I mean, soon, like people will get over whatever we're listening to right now. So, you know, it's it's maybe, it's not, yeah, I guess it's not timeless, but, you know. Yeah. Would you say you have any cultural influences in your music? Because you say say you've got a, a... African heritage, but I don't yeah. hear much in the way of African influence no. in your music. No, definitely not. Definitely, not. I mean, the thing is, um, weirdly, my parents like—I mean, not weirdly, but like my parents are very, very. Uh, um, it's interesting how open-minded they are because they come from, you know, Africa. They moved to France, and they're so, so, so open to like giving us any culture that we're we we're given you know like my dad's muslim my mom's christian you know like you know so it's like always opposites you know so i mean i was brought up french and then now i'm british and i kind of like whatever i like this is what that's that's going to be my background it's not it doesn't have to be where i come from you know what i mean it's like it's how i react to certain things more than you know i'm from africa so i have to like this or that you know what i mean like but uh, we listen to so much wide um range of music so it was never uh something that we had to do i, I don't know if it sounds if it makes any sense no but, yeah, uh, yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah. so so um yeah i guess you're yeah. literally the face of diversity yeah it is yeah yeah well i only realize that now when i see what's happening in america i'm like i can't believe but like you know skin color is still an issue today because um I mean, I was lucky not to have too much of that in my upbringing. And I mean, obviously, my parents are completely against seeing color. But, uh, you know, yeah. obviously, when you grew up in, grew up in France, it's, you know, it's a quite, it can be challenging as well. But uh, I mean, I, I never felt like a victim of anything or like I had to fit into a certain box, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I feel quite lucky like that. But. Yeah, there's quite a bad in america man we just had a our artist of the week was a uh, harvest black and cohen the brian he he was mm. I, I just what they, they live in virginia and it's it's literally everywhere i was sure. watching a video of him out on the streets doing the protest where yeah. he was though it was quite um you know it was a peaceful protest but um there's a, yeah it is it is quite bad you, you'd think like you say you'd think in this day and age it, it'd be something that we could have got past but it, the, the way yeah. it is it doesn't look like it's going to be something we, we'll, we'll ever fully get past unfortunately yeah i mean i didn't even know it was that bad in america like it's until people have phones and they start filming and you're like oh hold on (laughs) how what the fuck like i mean i don't know yeah i I don't want to start talking about that because we've been here for hours yeah 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 (laughs) but yeah um Um, shall i ask you one last question then mm -hmm. i'll ask you one last question um if you could take any song ever made and make it your own so you get all the credit for it, all the royalties, everybody thinks it's your song and you wrote it. What song would you take and would you change anything? 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. It's good, oh, isn't it? Oh my God. Oh. Should we skip okay. this one as well? <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Unless like it's like a rainforest. Oh, no, I'm joking. You can't change uh, the sound of a rainforest. <laughs> I add a few toothbrushes in there. You know, <laughs> a few accidents. Um, yeah, I mean, man, come on. Okay, well, uh, sorry. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll call that a no-go then. But this has yeah. been brilliant. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's you know, it been yeah. such a good interview. Okay. Even though you haven't answered all the any of the questions, it's still been really. It's one yeah. of my fa- this has been one of my favourite interviews. You should come oh, back. Oh, wicked! Yeah, yeah, please, hundred <laughs> percent. We'd love to have you. Actually, we'd love to have you as a special guest host on the main show. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Let's do this again. So yeah, and we're going to play a song of yours now. Uh-huh. Now, I like Get Ready, the first track off Yay. the album, but, but is there anything you'd rather us put out? No, no, Get Ready is amazing. Love okay, that song. Then, cool. love love it. That, then. No, no, I love it, yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, thanks again for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, same, same, yeah. Oh, just like
shut that was my conversation with her a very interesting conversation that neither colin or wayne have heard because i didn't edit it in time and send it over <laughs> so but what's new it's, it's it's become the standard now but now we'll have heard it yeah but yeah yeah <laughs> it's a very, she's, she's a very interesting lady she um oh, she, she 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 had lots to say not lots to say at the same time. It's like, um, it was a strange one. She didn't want to answer my questions towards the. You'll hear it. It's 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 a, it's a whole <laughs> thing. She's great. She's so great. I've invited her back for the main show. So, yeah. Awesome. Wayne, what did you think of her music? Yeah, it's you know what it's 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 very very interesting. You know, it's 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 got that whole very modern alt pop sound to it. It's. You know, on the back of like people like Dua Lipa and things like that, but he's taking it to a different sort of a different place. You know, you got shades of Kate Bush in there, and you know, I love a bit of alternative female-led vocal with with interesting sounds behind it. It's you know, all I can say is he's led me to want to listen more to. Sorry, led me to want to listen more to her stuff. Go and check out more of her stuff. I mean, I. I've recently put her up as a track of the day with, with I think it might have been this song. I'm not sure. It's Get Ready, this song, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah. Yes, that's that's correct. Yeah, yeah I, I like it. Like, you know, I'm looking forward to the interview. It's um, she's a nothing else. She's a she's. It's a very interesting sound she's got. Yeah, she's, uh, she's a fascinating person. I really enjoyed chatting with her. Uh, the music reminded me of like uh, mid '90s dance music. Madonna. The kind of stuff that Madonna was doing in the mid nineties. Absolutely, Smack, you know, what? you smashed it through the fucking park there. Absolutely, that sort I, I of thing. I think yeah. it's, I think it's more the stuff that Madonna was influenced by, because it's reminding me of um, a lot of uh, stuff like Tricky, and uh, and uh, sort of Massive Attack, uh, more Chiba, that kind of thing. Which Madonna with um, Frozen, that kind of era of Madonna, she, that's who she was trying to emulate. Because Madonna's a, a chameleon, she's throughout her career she's seen what is fashionable in the underground, and then taken it overground, and that that's what the kind of vibe I got from it. It's, it's got a massive '90s trip hop vibe to it, and it's oh, I loved it. It was great. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah I agree. the thing with Madonna is um, well, with I agree with what you're saying. Madonna was obviously you know influenced by that, but it didn't sound so much like Massive Attack. I didn't think more more tricky. It was like because um, her vocals reminded me of Martina Topley Bird, who was the female vocalist that Tricky used to work with a lot. Okay, um, yeah. So it's it's like it's, she's the the vocals on um, their cover of uh, Black Steel. 
by Public Enemy and stuff like that. Yeah, so she got that similar sort of vibe. It's very English sounding with her voice, which is she is uh, English. It, it, she's well, yeah. she's she's got, she's got African ancestry, but she's yeah, yeah. But a lot, a lot of the time um, in sort of soul pop, you, you, the voice tends to get Americanized. But she got her, her English accent was coming through really nicely, and the synths on it were amazing. There was a, the, the sort of arpeggiated synth in the background, and you got that massive saw wave synth. The only thing that I thought it wasn't even missing, but I'd like a remix version um, with some massive drums in it. In fact, what I was thinking when I was listening to it is, I want to remix this. <laughs> so, uh, so Zilla, if you're listening, Rich, 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 you need to cut Colin off. He's fucking making us look bad. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna mute Colin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. Every uh, yeah, that's what this is all about. So uh, kind of threw me off my stride there. <laughs> but yes, sorry. that was Zilla with her eyes shut. She is definitely worth checking out. Great sound, like you say, amazing. Since the production on it, it sounds very, very expensive. It doesn't sound cheap at all. There's a lot of work in there. A lot of work gone into this, so yeah, check her out. Richie, did did she say in her interview, does she do any of the music side of things herself, or has she got a producer working with her? You can't ask me questions like that, because I can't remember. (laughs) And it makes me look bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's you can cut that bit then. I think she produces it all herself. I can't remember. Awesome. It it probably, probably, yeah. I'm (laughs) going to edit that little bit out. That's fine. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I bet we start again with just me and you, Rich. What you reckon? I think so. <laughs> oh, fuck me! No, no, in you're the very chin. welcome, Colin. You're very welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that that's that. That was that was who she is. Lovely bit of music. Check her out on all the socials. We'll leave in the show notes as usual. Moving on to our next artist. Our next artist is. Ayaba? Is it Ayaba, Wayne? You spoke to her. Iaba. Iaba. Iaba, yeah. So this is... Is it what? Iaba or Yaba? I was calling her Ayaba, right? And when I spoke to her, it's Iaba. It's sort of like morphing an A into an I. Iaba. Iaba. So this is Iaba Asho. It's just Iaba. Okay. With her song Dreams. <laughs> Such professionals. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm here for the B-sides, and I'm here with Ayaba. Uh, how are you? I'm good. I've been better, but I'm good. <laughs> how, are, how are you dealing with the current situation in the UK? I'm assuming you're, you're in the UK, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I'm in London, and I can't lie, it's been overwhelming, and I've had quite a bit of an emotional reaction to everything that's been happening, but I have an amazing support system, so... I've kind of leaned on them to be my rock during this time. But, yeah, it's been quite distressing seeing everything in the news and then, yeah, very triggering as well. Yeah, it's 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 ridiculous that we're in the 21st century and you switch the news on and it's, yeah, it's like you're back in the 1930s. It's ridiculous. But, yes, anyway, we're not here to talk about politics. We are here to talk no. about your music. So to the wider audience and the people who don't know, Tell us all about Ayaba. Who are you? What do you do? What's your what's your style of music? Thank you. So, um, yes, I am Ayaba. I am a UK artist living in London. I am a singer, songwriter, and I 
also have experience singing in gospel choirs in church and I grew up in church so uh, I do love gospel music as well. In terms of my music I really love writing to express myself and creating experiences through my music, sharing experiences from my past and also creating memories with them. And yeah, in the past few years, I have also been working and studying alongside and I recently did a master's in health data science. So I'm a bit of a tech nerd as well in the, on the side. <laughs> nice. I bet that comes in handy, doesn't it, with the recording and working it all out with the, the boards and whatnot. You'd think so, but I'm, I'm learning. <laughs> My engineer doesn't think so. <laughs> yeah, I've got a new bit of kit and I learn something new every day. I take it out. It's like, oh, that does that. Right. Okay. Because I'm a bit of a, to, to borrow a phrase from one of our other guests, I'm a bit of a techno peasant as well. So obviously you fell into music through going to church and, and gospel music, but who are the artists who sort of, who, who dragged you into doing, you know, your style of music, your, you know, who, who molded you into the way you perceive yourself as an artist? That's a very good question. I, I think I'm really lucky because growing up, I was exposed to a lot of music and I was exposed to jazz because I play the saxophone. I was exposed to, as I said, gospel music. I was exposed to soul music and blues music. And I think because of that, I'll pick, I'll try and pick people from different genres that I was exposed to. So in terms of gospel, I think Mary Mary and Kirk Franklin in terms of jazz also Nathaniel Bassey as well. He's he's a sax trumpeter and saxophonist. And also I love Jill Scott and Lauren Hill, Erica Badu. I absolutely love them. Um, and recently I've really loved Jake Isaac. And yeah, he, his music really inspires me and encourages me to express myself in my own way. I'm still kind of discovering my sound. You could probably tell with the different songs that I have out, but I think I'm giving myself room to kind of try different things. Yeah, recently I've I've really loved like neo soul music and combined with lo-fi music as well. <laughs> so I think that's what birthed my last single, which is Dreams. So take all of those, throw them in a blender, and that's sort of what you sound like then. All of those together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I've I've got a sort of, I mean, most of the artists you said there, are, you know, I know some of them in passing, some of them I've never heard of, um, purely because I don't run in those circles, you know, I, I have a metal background, that's where I come from, metal and rock and that sort of stuff. Mm. So let's talk about your song Dreams. So tell us how that came about, because obviously you were saying, you know, you've got room to, I mean, it's, it's the best thing to do as an artist is give yourself room and pursue the things that you like doing more than the others I suppose if, if you dabble into a bit of jazz and you're not feeling that but dabble into neo soul and feel that a bit more I suppose mm. you can drag some of the jazz with you into neo soul mm. and we, we don't get many I say that we, we get a few artists to do that but not as many as I think there should be I suppose is, is what I want to say because you know the music industry is so vast now it's ridiculously you know that i've been through submissions today and i've gone for about 40 submissions today and a lot of them submissions after about 10 songs they start to sound the same so mm. finding something like yours it's got that smooth you know easy listening hopeful sound it is mm. it is like a breath of fresh air so tell, tell us about dreams how did that come about thanks i'm glad that you said it sounds like a breath of fresh air because that is exactly what i had in mind when i created it i created it when 
I was quite stressed. Um, I was doing my master's at UCL and it was quite a stressful time. And I remembered this little statement by Lupita Nyong'o and she said, our dreams are valid too. And that kind of stuck with me because at that particular time, and and I think even now, it, it can feel like our dreams are not valid because of everything going on in the world and being kind of like washed out and overwhelmed with all the news and all the media. And it can seem like there is no space for your dreams and there is no space for you. But I hope that this song kind of reminded people that that is completely a lie and your dreams are valid your identity is valid who you are is valid as an individual it might take some work but keep going and it's I'm I was trying to capture like a little bubble of peace as well because that's what I desperately needed at that time and I think that's what the world desperately needs right now we need peace and I think when you listen to the song you're kind of forced to like chill (laughs) (laughs) Um, because of my approach to the singing a lot of people actually disliked it because I didn't like attack and hit everything but I kind of secretly wanted that I know it's it's not best practice but I wanted that because it it, it created like an atmosphere which was laid back and chill. Yeah, I see. Listening, listening to it myself, I was getting the whole you using dreams as a, a benchmark, sort of. A, a, I think benchmarks are the right word, but as a, a way into the song. So for me, you're singing it sort of dreamlike, like it's a you know mm. lying back on the bed, half daydreaming that sort of feel, you know. And it's mm. I mean, it, like you say, washes over you. It gives you a, a calm. And and going back to what you were saying, writing this during, uh, you say you were, you were doing your masters, is that right? You yeah. were getting stressed, yeah. So you, this is basically songwriting for therapy. Is is that sort of? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is 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 that a thing you do quite a lot, or is it something that it it occasionally happens? You know, what's your sort of songwriting way through? You know, how how do you progress with songs? Yeah, I definitely use songwriting for therapy and as a way to express my emotions. I kind of have growing up with music and being exposed to music at a very young age. I've kind of used it as my outlet because I've always been like, oh, if I'm always there's always a song for every emotion. <laughs> if you're free, if you're feeling angry, you can put on some, you know, heavy metal <laughs> kind of spring your way in your room and like bang your head and if you're feeling bluesy you can put on you know Aretha Franklin and Ella Stone and like if if you're feeling you know quite happy clappy you can put on Pharrell Williams so I wanted to kind of also do that myself so I've I've kind of used music as an outlet to do that I am trying to train myself so that I don't just write when I'm feeling sad or (laughs) <laughs> otherwise you just have a, a a collection of really sad songs but yeah I, I I'm training myself um to write about other things that are important to me and one of my songs Strangers Land uh, expresses that and it kind of captures how I felt about a really important issue which is like feeling like a stranger when you're surrounded with friends or with people that you know so yeah I, I try and explore different themes and I, I like write 
write according to themes as well that I think that are interesting. So I was listening to the song and halfway through you get a male vocal come in, but I can't mm. find who the male vocal is because he, he compliments your voice and he, he, he come in, his coming in sort of changes the song ever so slightly and, mm. and gives it a bit more... I don't, know, I don't think the depth is the right word, but I can't, I can't put my finger on exactly what he does, but he, he shapes the song a bit differently. Not in a bad way, but in a really good way. Who, who is this guy? So that's my friend Ashor. He likes to remain anonymous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> um, I, yeah, he's a businessman, and I don't think music is a priority for him, um, unfortunately. But I'm still trying to persuade him to that's you know, a, that's join, a shame. join he's, us. He's got a great voice. He does. He does. Yeah. Um, he, he com- you know, you two singing together, you complement each other so well. I think him coming in sort of gives the song a bit of lift. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on it. I, I'm sure when I get around to recording the B-side of Rich on Sunday, I'll know exactly what to say. But at the moment, I can't put my finger on exactly what it is. But yeah, great song. Yes, Dreams is fantastic. So uh, we're going to finish off with a few simple little questions. You know, we always do this. So um, we're going to start with the simplest <laughs> question of all. Um, not the simplest question. This isn't simple. So if you could replace one musician and play their part in a song and you would get credit for it, who would you replace and what song would it be? Oh. Everybody says exactly the same thing at the start. (laughs) If I could replace one musician, I think I'd probably replace... So I would have to replace... So I play the the musician's part. What's the title of... I think think the title of the song is um, Sex on Fire or something. I play the guitar. Are we talking about Kings of Leon? So you'd replace... The, the the lead guitarist with the do 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 yeah oh yeah it's it's a very nice riff that is yeah I mean I would love to, I I I would imagine myself on a stage and I would just have a moment <laughs> <laughs> I remember things early on when they looked like hillbillies I do <laughs> but yeah oh, I right. imagine that would be really fun <clears throat> yeah playing guitar is amazing it's not I don't think it's as intricate or as fun as playing saxophone though you know that that's mm. incredible. Did you? Did, yeah. did you pick up playing saxophone? Was it something you learned through school, or did you just yeah. fall into it? Yeah, it was through school. I think my mum really wanted me to play it <laughs> because at a particular inset day, this group came like a, a, a brass group, and they had like clarinet, they had uh, trumpet, trombone, like, like all sorts of um, brass instruments. And she was like, "Okay, pick one," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, I don't know." I was like, are you sure you want me to do this? Like, because brass instruments are really loud. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I, I, I ended up with the saxophone. And yeah, I love I love playing it. I'm still trying to fit it into my songwriting, but I hope that in later this year that I, I'll release a song which has my saxophone you in it. You need to write um, like an 80s ballad. So you could put a saxophone uh, solo mm-hmm. right in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll finish off with these. These are first and last questions, so there's a few of these. So, uh, the first song you wrote? Uh, oh, it's not released yet. First release or first song I wrote? First, first song, song you ever wrote. Could be one you, when you were five years old, could be one when you were 17, whichever. Um, so, there's a song, actually, shall I sing it? Or should no, I just no, sing just, just, tell, just tell me about it, you know, that's it. Oh, okay. So, yeah, the song is about God and how I like praising him <laughs> yeah it's 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 like a very happy and jumpy song Lovely. um yeah so uh that's probably like my first ever song 
Excellent. Um, <laughs> the last song you listened to? Oh, the last song I listened to was... Oh, Something Inside So Strong. Do you know that? Oh, God, what's his name? Um, it's by... Oh, what's the title again? Labby Safari. Ah, Lavi Safari, of course it is, yeah. Lavi Safari, Lavi Safari, yeah. Safari, Lavi Safari. Safari, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, good song, very good song. I love that um, song. There we go. First time you played live, where was it? What What did you do? Was it nerve-wracking? Oh, yeah, I remember I sang in my um, primary school assembly. <laughs> <laughs> haven't had that before yet. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we used to put on, like, theatre shows, um... And I was Potiphar's wife. <laughs> and I had a little um, solo piece in, 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 in Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat, and I sang. Excellent. I think I killed it. <laughs> I've, had, I've had no complaints. So. <laughs> at, at that point, it seemed like I did. The, the last instrument you played? Um, a keyboard. See, I was expecting saxophone, so yeah, this is why I asked the question. Sadly, yeah. Uh, so, so you can play keyboard as well? Or you can play piano or you're... You know. I'm, I'm learning. Yeah, I, I, this is the first instrument I learned to play was keyboard when I was, I think I was nine years old and my uncle can play organ and he was teaching me how to play keyboard stroke piano Ooh. stroke. And then I gave up when I was about ten and a half. And it's something <laughs> I look back on there and go, God, I wish I could have, I wish I could have st- stuck with that and played that. Yeah. But, yeah. Football took over, and that was the end of it, wasn't it? Damn football. The competition. Uh, Your last musical inspiration, the last person who inspired you musically. Oh, okay. I think, oh, that's actually quite hard. (laughs) Um, Because there's some amazing work going on at the moment. Um, So to to find the last one is quite hard. Um, I think it will have to be the American rapper, Toby and Gwynny, he is an amazing rapper who's like coming coming out. Let me spell his surname because I can't pronounce it properly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think he's really inspirational. Um, he's very, he has a band as well. And, well, I would, yeah, he has a team and he sings with his team. His name is, uh, I'll spell it T-O-B-E-N-W-E. I G W E. He's really cool. I think he's just aesthetically as well. Like I like his style. He's got it going on. I don't think he's reached. Well, he hasn't reached my ears. Mind you, I only listen to unheard music at the moment. So, right, we shall move on to uh, the first album you bought. It must have been Destiny's Child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I asked this question. I've never actually thought what the first album I bought is. I thought. I'd, it's a toss-up between about four, I think, but I can't, I can't put my finger on which one it is. It was either that or Shackles by Mary Mary. <laughs> or... Yeah, that was great, that was. Was that like... Yeah, it's a classic. 99, 2000, something like that? Yeah. Is it? I think. And it's been released about 12 times after it, but I'm sure that's, that's the first <laughs> time it came out. Um, and we'll finish up with these last two, which is the last gig you went to. Oh, the last gig. Oh, I think it, oh, that's, oh my God, it seems like a while ago now because of the lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really does. Um, my last gig was, I think, the Beyonce 
the last year, the previous year. I haven't been to a gig after that, unfortunately. Nice. Yeah, it was a while ago now. But yeah, I haven't been to a gig after that. I think, yeah, my friends have gigs, but does that count? Yeah. It's a gig. It's, it's outside, you know, when we can do that. Remember that? That was great, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> when we were outside, yes, of course. Um, it's a great name for a band. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Sad, sad. sad. But yeah. I, <laughs> we'll get back to it soon, I'm sure. But yeah, um, I think I'll, I'll stick with Beyonce because that's my last proper gig that I was like outside and... It was huge. It was all going on, the whole palaver. Excellent. Um, my last gig was up in, because I live in Birmingham, I, I was invited up to go to uh, a friend of ours from the show called Ralph Pellyman who invited me to go to the show. And he was supporting this guy called Sean James from America. And he was absolutely incredible. It was, it was three, f- what, four days before lockdown happened. And they played oh, wow. this place called Dead Wax. And Dead Wax is in, just an absolutely incredible venue. And this guy, he's got like, I think he's from sort of like the borderline south of, of America, sort of heading toward, mm. I'm guessing, like, you know, Georgia, that sort of way. His voice was just absolutely incredible. And it's, you know, oh, it's, wow. it's stuck with me since because it was the last gig I went to. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sad times. Never must mind. must be something in the water in America. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, okay, we'll finish off with the first lyric that gave you an emotion. So it could be a happy emotion, a sad emotion, uh, just a general emotion. Oh, I know. It's James Blake. Um, my life is brilliant. My life is pure. That's not James Blake. That's um... no, not James Blake. Um, I like James, James Blake. I like I like the other chap as well, but um, not as much. James, James Blunt. Oh, Blunt. James Blunt. Sorry, sorry, James That's Blunt. Wrong, that wrong. Oh, Blake. you're beautiful. That's what that song's called, isn't you're it? You're beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That song is. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, okay, so Ayaba, thank you very much for speaking to me. Um, can, uh, where can people find you, Ayaba? Is it on Facebook and Twitters and all the rest of it? Yeah, I'm all. I'm on all the socials. Um, Twitter, the underscore Ayaba A Y A B A. Instagram, the same, the T H E underscore A Y A B A Ayaba, and the same for YouTube as well, Ayaba. So yeah, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, um, YouTube, and Instagram. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to connecting with everyone. I do respond to all of my messages. Please, please connect. <laughs> Excellent. So we'll round up now with uh, Iaba's song, Dreams. Okay. 
by Yabba. I hope you liked it. That was Wayne's conversation. You got to chat with Yabba. It's the first interview you've done for a while, isn't it, Wayne? Uh, yeah, because people keep laying me down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we do get a lot of no-shows sometimes. Yeah, I was, I was, I was out one day and realised I got an interview, so I rushed home, literally got in with 10 minutes to spare, got everything set up, sent the email, sat there for 20 minutes like a fucking lemon. Yeah, on, on one of the guys who was meant to come on. So, thanks for that. Whatever your name was, <laughs> brilliant. Um, this piece of music isn't really my bag, even though I've chose it. But I did like this a lot. And I, I, I chose it because I recognised that it was good, and I recognised that there's a lot of people out there that will like this. It is a good piece of classic R and B, I think. Well, I say classic, classic, but it's definitely not 60s, 70s R&B. We're going, back, we're going into, again, mid-90s R&B, I think. Like, yeah, um, it's, it's, yeah. No? It's, it's rocking. You know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in total agreement with you. I, I brought a couple of songs for the, the A-side. I brought a song by King Anne, which is called Rewind, and a song by Stacey Pierre yes. called Believe. And this song fits into that category. It's sort of got a dream pop vibe to it. As well as being like you say, nineties, you know, mid nineties R and B. Think people like Tony Braxton and. Do you know that um, that was exactly what I was thinking of. That was yeah. the exact name I had in my head. The the vibe I was getting was was like a little later than that. Um, stuff like um, Corinne Bailey Ray. 
Colin Bailey, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corin, yeah. Um, Did it you was, don't say uh, Colin. Yeah, because I'm speaking to you. I know. This is going to make a great episode. It's that kind of like it's it's a genre I've always called Radio Two Jazz Pop, which is it's it's very sort of easy listening. It's it's technically perfect. It's just it's not quite my kind of thing. But the the production on it was beautiful. Her voice is really really nice. Um, I loved the uh, the sparse. It, I mean, it's just guitar, uh, a drum machine, and then there's a little bit later on it, and that is it. Uh, there's a, a male vocalist comes in later on, but that is all the instrumentation on it, and it doesn't need any more. But it, it's a nice chilled track that, like, like you said, it may not be necessarily our particular taste, but there are people that are going to absolutely love it. Yeah. I'm one of them. I absolutely yeah. bloody love yeah. it. And I cool. think that's, yeah. a, that's another difficult thing about doing what we do. Sometimes you have to put your own taste aside and recognise that actually even though I don't particularly want to stick it in my playlist I understand that I can t- I can see that there's a lot of people that will, will love this and like yeah. I say it's, it's, it's stripped back and yet still the production's still really good on it, Void, everything's in place for a perfect song yeah. it's just not my usual cup of tea Yeah. Mm. I see something Colin said there, he said it's, it's smooth and easy listening. I've, I got that wrote down. I brought that up to her in, in the in the interview that it is a really smooth, brilliantly easy listening track. You know, he's got a great vibe. He's got a great you know groove all the way through. Like you say, he's sparse, but he yeah. he, he moves along with purpose. And then you've got those. I mean, I don't know if it's if she mentioned it's been a couple of days since I did it now, but I said to her that I, th- I feel that with everything that's going on, it's a hopeful song. It's not yeah. just about you know, personal dreams. It's about dreams, you know, about how the world should be. It's, um, yeah, it's great. She did mention the, um, the, the Malvo Christy comes in and I said to her, he's not, yeah. he's not put on your track. You know, he doesn't say you yeah, have a feature in such and such. And she said, it's because he's, um, he's a businessman and he does sing it on the side. He doesn't really want to be recognized for his singing, <laughs> which, which I said was absolutely ridiculous because he's, he's fantastic. He's got a great voice. He is. He's, yeah. He should. Yeah, she's a saxophonist as well. You won't have heard this, but uh, yeah, she plays saxophone as well. Cool. She's, do you know what? That song would maybe benefit for, benefited from a little bit of sax. Not too much, just a subtle little bit, I think. No? Yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah, listen 90s. to her other tracks as well, and I think this is. I think she's got like four singles up on Spotify, and this is by far the best of them, I think. And it's her latest one, so she's, you know, could evolving be going towards yeah she you know in future she could be doing even better stuff yeah um, and the, the, as a guitarist um which i i am the, the guitar tone in that was lovely really nice clean fendery tone yeah, uh, yeah which i dig yeah it did sound kind of untampered with didn't it yeah it's a little bit of reverb and then just the straight amp out of a strat absolutely yeah, yeah. mid coil straight out of a strat so yeah. yes Everybody listening to the podcast, you should definitely go and check her out, uh, especially if you love that R&B, easy listening, make love to music. <laughs> That's this. So, yeah, check her out. Information in the show notes. We're going to move on, Wayne. What are we moving on to, Wayne? <laughs> We're going to move on to the wild card, baby. Yes, we are. <laughs> go on, do it, Wayne. Go on. You know you want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't too bad, actually, for a change. 
So this is the wild card section. The wild card section is a section of the show where we take a piece of music from an artist who has posted on Twitter. So we put a message out, you know, we're doing shit. Put your, mu- <laughs> put your music below. You might get chose, you might not. So through the randomly selected selections and doing random selections with the algorithms and stuff, we've come up with this person, Steve Schuster. S-C-H-U-S-T-E-R, Schuster. Is that German, Schuster, do you think? Schuster, yeah. Schuster, yeah. Okay, let's find, let's find his about. Do you not have an about? Come on. You've got a website to know about me. I should have found this already. Okay. So, yes, yeah, Steve Schuster, and we're going to be playing his song... Do no harm. Is that is that right? Right. Yes, it is. Do no harm. What are you asking me for? <laughs> I don't know. Do no harm. So yeah, uh, Steve Shuster has been writing and recording original songs for nearly four decades or forty years to the common person. Born and raised in Seattle, he's an Amer- American person. Steve lives in Massachusetts. Come on, Massachusetts. There you go. Wait. He is an avid vegan and amino, amino? animal rights activist. <laughs> oh, for fuck's I'm having a bad day. <laughs> he is an avid vegan and uh, animal... I'm going to stick with amino. He's an animal rights activist. So, yeah, that's what Steve does. I think he's some sort of uh, CEO of a company as well, uh, according to something else I saw. Yes. This is his song, anyway, so um, I haven't listened to it yet. Nobody's listened to it yet, so it could be good. It could be fucking awful. Who knows? (laughs) We hope for good. Yeah. Here goes. Don't you really feel 
guarantees improvement. It's a power that can sour every consequence. And when the jackboot's moving and we're all subhuman, it's a foolproof payment at our own expense. But when the brotherhood trumps the greater good, it's like a bleed street shot in the arm. When every tabloid hack gets a paranoid comeback, above all, do no harm. Remember, third time is always a charm. Before the Jubilee, one last decree. Above all, do no harm. Above all, do no harm. Above all, do no So, yeah, that was... God, what was his name? Remind me of his name. Something Steve Shuster. Schuster? Steve Schuster. Schuster, you're going to go with Schuster? Is that oh, what Schuster. Sorry, not, not Schuster. Schuster. Sorry. Steve Schuster. Schuster. Yeah. So that was yeah. his song, Do No Harm. Uh, this was interesting, I thought. I was waiting for him to go... And I love to live so pleasantly. Live this life of luxury. There was a bit of that vibe in there, wasn't there, in the the, the tune? He's a definite <laughs> Kinks fan, isn't he? I think. Quite possibly. I mean, it's it's an easy uh, melody line to come across, I think. But it it's uh, he he kind of reminded me of there's there's a singer songwriter, uh, an American guy called Willie Mason, um, and he really got that that kind of vibe that it was it was reminding me of very sort of rootsy americana yeah. kind of sound Re- the bass playing on it was lovely and his his voice was good the guitar playing was great uh, harmonica playing was fine yeah it was good yeah it was, it was a well produced track there was some interesting um multi track layering going on there i think especially with the the vocals cuz he kind of he was singing and then another it was almost as if another singer was coming in just over him into the next line, but it was still him. And yeah. He, he would come in, like, right at the end, just over the... And it sounds like yeah, somebody else is coming in, but it, it, it wasn't. And it was very clever, and he did it a few times. I, I, I'd hate to see what the, uh, the, the, uh, the computer screen looked like with the different tracks and stuff. It's <laughs> vocal doubling, so it's fairly, uh, fairly common. Gives you a thicker vocal sound. Usually, it's done over the top of another one to add harmonies and stuff. This one, this one was different. It was kind of like it, another person coming in, taking over, but it was still. Yeah, there was him. no breath, was there? No, it was. It was weird. like it, he was still hanging on to the last note when he started to sing the next one, but it wasn't him singing, but it was. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> it was very interesting. Yeah, I, I don't think I've heard it before, but it was, it was good. Mm. Yeah, I mean, for me, it starts out pretty Dylan esque. You know, the minute, and you get the whole, you know, marching feet and that, yeah. you, you know, whenever I hear marching feet, I always think of 
Pink Floyd or, you know, something like System of a Down or something. So when it come in and you get that sort of, the guitar sounding is a bit Dylan, it's a bit Dylan-esque. It's got a bit of Neil Young in there. I agree completely yeah. with Colin. It's got that Americana, that folky root. And then, yeah. and then I've got Shades of Oasis, which, you know, you're saying the kinks from the way it was structured and the sound and the tone of things. You know, it's only his, uh, it's only his vocal that sort of strays it away from there. If I'm, if I'm being completely brutal and honest, I think the vocal isn't brilliantly recorded. There is moments in the first verse where there's pops against the, against the uh, microphone. If you listen back, there's some, some of them moments. I've got a feeling a lot of this may have been recorded live and on the fly. You know what I mean? It's, it's not massively mixed brilliantly together, but it really works. It's a great song. And perhaps that's the feeling they're going for as well. You know, if, if it's a, a sort of cry to, you know, cry to arms, you know, as it, what's yeah. it called again, Rich? Do no harm. Do no harm. Yeah, then yeah. perhaps that's what they're going for, you know. And I've only listened to it once, so perhaps I'm not getting that feeling from it. I'm being analytical about it, you know. So <laughs> from the outset, that's my feeling on it, but it could be something that they're working towards there where they're getting that live feeling for it, that raw feeling for it, in which case they succeeded. Yeah, there was a very Britpop feel about these vocals, but the but the the, the the whole song as as a whole didn't sound Britpop. But I can see what you're saying no, no. about his vocals. Yeah. Mm. Anything else to add? Did you like it? No. Yeah, it was decent. I, mm. I dug it. I think I'm going to listen to it again. Cool. I'll, uh, I'd, I'll, I'll like check it. out his other stuff. I'll check out his other stuff, which is on Spotify. So you can all check out check him out on cool. Spotify. Steve Shuster. 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 With an S. So we've exhausted that section now. That's done. That's dusted. We'll move on to our next and final section now. We're going to move on to our final section. We're going to talk to our special guest, Colin. So Sounds good to me. <laughs> how are you, guys? How have you been? How have you been? Where are you from, Colin? Wait, let's, let's start uh, with that. Just, Where are you from? We, you, you guys are in local? Dudley, aren't you? Yeah, you I'm, sound I'm just local. down the road. I'm, I'm in Quinton, so... Uh, yeah, just into <laughs> no Birmingham. Way. So you're in between yeah. me and Rich at this moment in time, then. Ah, right, I'm in fair Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. It's a small world. Yeah. It's nice so, actually uh, to have someone local on the show for for a change. Yeah. We usually got someone from either America or just, yeah, usually America. So, uh, yeah, how have you how have you been doing during this strange uh, period? Well, it depends on the day, really, doesn't it? Same with everyone. Uh, pretty good today. Uh, I've been been going out and doing a lot of walking. I've been been working from home, so uh, I'm I'm still able to keep myself away from people, which is uh, I think the best idea at the moment. Mm. Um, <laughs> but then uh, it's it's a case of you know uh, you go on Facebook and see the entire world falling apart and uh, all the horrible stuff happening, and then you go right down. But then uh, you know you just got to cheer yourself up with you know music. family and uh, music and that, yeah. <laughs> does feel a bit end times-ish at the moment, doesn't it? Well, it's, it's a new thing every month, isn't it? <laughs> if, I, if I if I still believed in the Bible, I'd be I'd be absolutely shitting my pants now. I think, or very excited because I'd I'd be expecting the Jesus to come back and collect me. But uh, as we all know, that's not real. <laughs> so. Please don't uh, get offended at all, but just because I'm insulting your invisible <laughs> friend, if, if that, that's what you believe in, that's your choice. Anyway, I've probably edited that out. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah, 
could be the end of the world, but fuck it, let's keep going. Exactly. <laughs> and plus, you know, I might go to hell. It's okay. All the cool people are going there, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you got your podcast. Are you, are you, like me and Wayne, missing the studio? Uh, well, we we tend to record um, at each other's houses when we're working together. Um, but I'm quite liking... I do all the editing, and it's actually really helped me to record everything over... We've been using a programme called Zencaster because I've got way better separation, so I haven't got any spill over into each other's mics, which... Actually helps quite a lot with editing. <laughs> uh, okay. being, being able to get much cleaner edits than uh, than I was getting when we were all recording in the same room. But uh... yeah, I'm finding this a pain <laughs> in the arse because when I go to edit this, I'm going to have four tracks to edit. Yeah, whereas usually for if I'm in the studio, it'd probably be just two tracks. But oh, we we still record it multi-track even when we're in the same room, and then. Uh... I'll put oh, it all together. That's why you get the spillover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so tell us a bit about your podcasts or and the your ne- the network that you belong to or you own or Okay, so uh we so the network that we're on is uh, we made this. I don't own that. We we've kind of recently joined there and there's loads of other podcasts on there. Uh, most well there's loads of uh, it's all pop culture stuff so there's a lot of there's a lot of like sci-fi things like i've recently guested on a red dwarf podcast which is just started going out called shipwrecked and comatose but there's also uh, an x-files one uh, called the x-cast that's that's quite popular and then there's quite a few uh, music ones and we're we're sort of we've recently joined as two extra music ones on there alongside uh pick a disc and uh Giddy Carousel of Pop and, and We Buy Records, which are the existing ones on there. But yeah, we're, we're, um, we've got a, a podcast called uh, We Dig Music, which is uh, me um, and my two co-hosts, Ian and Tracy. Each month, we uh, at the moment, we're going through the alphabet. We're actually going to sack off the alphabet at the end of this time round. But each letter of the alphabet, we choose a less well-known band and a more well-known band and just talk about them. We talk about the history of the band, what our general feelings are with them, what we like, what we don't like, any interesting stories. Um, so, like, for example, the most recent episode we've put out is um, Guitar Wolf, a, a, a Japanese noise rock band, and then the the big band is Garbage, who are obviously a lot more well-known kind of thing. Uh, but we've done, in the past, we've had as diverse stuff on there as, as Fleetwood Mac and Fear Factory on one episode which was uh, a bit different because Fear Factory are industrial metal and obviously Fleetwood Mac are Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> That's then, not Fear Factory. Uh, they, were, they were really good. Fear Factory were amazing. <laughs> yeah, I but saw yeah, them a few uh, years ago. Yeah, they were fantastic. Yeah, but uh, so that that's Weeding Music, which has been going for nearly three years now. And then my other podcast is called Free With This Month's Issue, which is um, me and Ian from Weeding Music plus a different guest every month. And it's, we get, you know, the old uh, free magazine CDs that you used to get with, like Kerrang, Q, Enemy, Melody Maker, Smash Hits. I did listen Looking to one of those podcasts. Tend- I did listen to one yes. of those podcasts because you, you, you had a, an issue that you had to keep uh, reordering because the first one was the wrong CD or something. That, and that then- is the, yeah, that was the one that we recorded with uh, my wife and Ian's wife. Yeah, that, that was the, uh, 
the Kerrang 2, the album, which was a, a sort of bit of a cheat because it wasn't free with a magazine. Um, but we did that because it was the one that our wives wanted to talk about. So we let them on that one for that. That was our first anniversary of doing the podcast special episode. I'd ended up buying three different copies of that CD because the first one that got sent to me had the wrong CDs in it. Then the second one got lost. And then I bought a third one. And then immediately after buying the third one, the second one turned up. Uh, so, you know, but they're all only like a couple of quid. But yeah, the, the old um, free CDs from like magazines where, you know, they, they're great because you get a mixture of, it's normally ban, uh, normally CDs from like magazines from 20 years ago. And you've got a mixture of um, bands that have like stood the test of time and, and still sound good and some utter, utter shite. And we just go through the CD track by track and talk about it, and it's a lot of fun. You know, it, 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 the best ones are the ones where it's a mixture, where it's some stuff we hate and some stuff we absolutely love. Uh, like our, our next episode that's going out. Uh, when's this episode going out? Mm. Two weeks tomorrow. Yeah. Two weeks tomorrow. So our most recent episode that came out a couple of weeks ago, then, is a Glastonbury Festival special where because we're all missing festivals this year where where we got an old live at glastonbury enemy cd from 99 that's got supergrass oasis jeff buckley pulp uh and various people like that on there it's got the uh, the verve before they went Britpop when they were a sort of shoegazy experimental kind of band and stuff like that on there sounds it's like fun. you've got a variety of stuff going on to keep the listener interested then that's the plan and mm. uh yeah, we both uh, podcasts are, are monthly, so uh, I put out two episodes a month of each one. No, one of each one, so two overall. That didn't make sense. <laughs> I'd love that, Wayne. Can we do that? So I've got less exactly the same as what we do, Rich. Uh, no, we, we, we do four we, podcasts a month. No, he does two of one and two of another. Yeah. Uh. No, no, we do one. <laughs> no, you, you're right. It's it's we do one of one and one of another a month. It's every two so you weeks. Do two basically. a month rather than four a month. Yeah. Two, two a month rather oh, yeah. than four a month. We used to do every two weeks for weirded music, but it's with the amount of research that we have to put in for it, it just got way too much. So we we cut it down rather than having to, you know, ever have a break of doing it because we've we've consistently put them out every month for the last three years now. We've, we've it's quite exhausting one. doing one a week, but uh, yeah, oh, I'll definitely. Seriously, Rich, is, Rich and Neil are okay with the info side because they've got me. So. <laughs> yeah, but I, there's still a lot, of, still a lot of work to do with one a week. Luckily, Wayne uh, edits the the main show, and I edit yeah. this show. Um, yeah, so we we split the work. I, I do all of it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's best that you probably do two a month. Then, to be honest, yeah. I don't, it's technically I, I what you do. It's technically what I do. So yeah. yeah. It's just fitting in with, uh, you know, work and having a four-year-old daughter as well and, you know, general life. Uh, I couldn't do any more. <laughs> no, I've got, I've got a three-year-old son who's next door at the moment on his yeah. tablet and he's going to get a bit rowdy soon because he's going to get fed up. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah. how do you do with the music? I mean, do you play any of the music on the show or do you just talk we, about it? Uh, we, we talk over it, so we have it low in the mix and we never play a full track so um it's there as illustration purposes basically but then we also do a full playlist on spotify so if people then want to listen to it and then obviously check out 
if if they get into a band that they like, they they can go and uh, with uh, free with this month's issue, we'll put a link to where you can buy the actual CD off um, Discogs, uh, which is a website where you can buy old CDs and records and stuff. Um, it's like it's like eBay, but specifically for for music formats. Yeah, so so we always encourage people, obviously, to to buy the stuff, but we have it played on there for for illustration purposes. And I, mm-hmm. I have a lot of fun with editing it because we've got this running joke where any time anybody mentions Napalm Death, which does happen quite often, we always play. Uh, they've got there's a song by Napalm Death, which is one of the shortest songs ever recorded, called "You Suffer," which is basically uh, one second. It just goes. Yeah! Uh, and we just have that low in the mix every time the name Napalm Death is mentioned. And then uh, I, I do loads of really nerdy stuff when I'm editing it that no fucker's going to notice, but it amuses me, <laughs> basically. I wish you hadn't said that one now, because Wayne's going to start doing it. <laughs> the fuck that, I'm, I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, it's a lot of effort. Have I ever told you my Napalm Death story? No. Have I not? So back in the day when it. I was in a band... Yeah. yeah, back in the day when I was in a band and we was used to play in Birmingham. We, we, were, we were both in. No, no, no. This is a before band before, before before the ISG. This was Aorta Break, oh, the okay. most indie, the most emo-sounding band name you'll ever come across. <laughs> but um, we used to rehearse at this place called Rabanas. Um, yeah, in yeah. I don't know if, yeah, yeah. And um, we walked into the, the, the studio, down the stairs, down to the dungeon as it was. You've got like six or seven re- rehearsal rooms on the bottom floor there. And it's like yeah. this long corridor. It looks like it's something out of The Walking Dead. You walk along, walks into the the the, um, the band who are in there just packing up. We walk in and like, they're like, come on in, you know, come on in. We're, we're running a bit late, sorry, come on in. So I'm walking there. My drummer's just gone silent. You know, Adam, our drummer, was quite a ch- chatty chap. Just sat on his drums, just silent. And they, they walk out. And we're, we're all like, you know, we had, I had a chat with one of the guitars. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, it's all warm for you, mate. You know, the, the amp and all that sort of stuff. And as he went... And then, like, five minutes afterwards, Adam's putting his symbols on. He's just like, i just got to say, you know that was fucking napalm death, don't you? And I was like, no, I've never seen it before in my life. <laughs> so, yeah, I, that's my claim to fame. I, I rehearsed in the same room as napalm death. Yeah. Shane Embry, their bass player, is a very recognisable dude. Um, we used to, used to see him all the time in uh, XLs, the rock club in Birmingham, like, God, nearly 20 years ago now, which used to be at Five Ways. He used to be in there pretty much every Saturday night when they weren't on tour. He's, he's, uh, he's a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. but, Even yeah. with a name yeah. like Napalm Death. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely legendary Birmingham band. Absolutely. <laughs> so uh, for your podcast, is it just a podcast or do you do anything like extracurricular like with other bands or anything outside of the podcast? Or is it just a podcast that you put out it, and... It, it's mainly just the, the the podcast at the moment. We've we've thought about potentially doing um, maybe some you know live shows or bonus episodes at some point in the future. But at the moment, we we're just trundling along with what we, with what we're doing. We're trying to get. We've got a list of a load of guests that we want to get. We want to try and get some higher profile, some like musicians and comedians and people like that for free with this month's issue. Um, so we've got a couple that we're in sort of in talks with at the moment. We can't really say anything in case it doesn't sort of come across but we we've got plans <laughs> lovely we can't do live stuff the the listener w- won't understand because this will have been edited but you will understand why we could never do a live episode it would just not work <laughs> it's just, no oh, it'd be awful <laughs> so. 
It'd be amazing. Radio, like somebody, like somebody. Let's, let's imagine Radio One for whatever reason phoned up and said, "Look, there's a job opportunity." I'd, I'd have to say, "You know what? No, just no. <laughs> Thanks, but no." <laughs> well, the, Ian, the, my, the hour show would end up three hours. Yeah, my, my co-host Ian used to be a radio DJ on a couple of different um, like local radio stations over in like uh, uh, Tamworth, where we're originally from. He used to do various rock shows and that kind of thing. So uh, he's yeah. done that. I've, I've occasionally been on there as a guest, and the first time I was on there, uh, forgot that we were on air and swore at 7 o'clock in the evening. Uh, so that was fun. <laughs> I upset people on a radio show once, didn't I, Wayne, when we did the interview for the band? I wasn't there, but yeah, I remember it. <laughs> yeah. they asked, uh, I think one Aggie Tynist, they asked why Aggie Tynist doesn't sing. And I said, because if cancer had a voice, it would sound like Lee. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> I remember <laughs> Yeah. I think that went well. No, you can see it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Lucky enough, lucky enough, it was the unsigned show and nobody listens to it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Was so that the show where the host used to ring himself for for questions? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a question come through. No, you haven't. Computer... I have, yes. <laughs> oh, anyway. So, yeah. Um, if our listeners want to listen to you, then they want to... They wanna... Check out what you do yep. and everything about Check you. Check out the competition, Rich. That's what it is. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> so, yeah, you if you, yeah. So if you want to check out the competition, don't. <laughs> Just uh, don't, don't, don't follow them. No. If they want to find you, where can they find you? So uh, obviously they know how to find podcasts because they're listening to yours. So if you just search free with this month's issue or We Dig Music in your podcast app, uh, other than that, all of our episodes are on we dig podcasts.com uh, and we're on the we made this network um you can find us on twitter and uh instagram as uh twitter is we dig music pcast and this month's issue because it wasn't long enough to put free with this month's issue uh the instagram is free with this month's issue it's the whole thing and then we dig music pcast is the Weedig Music one, so that's the same on Twitter as well. But yeah, uh, weedigpodcast.com is the website where you can find everything collected together anyway, and all the awesome. playlists and so stuff. Yeah, go check them out. If you listen to our podcast, you love music, and you love music podcast, you'll love these also. So please go check them out. Go and show them some love. All the links in the show notes. We're going to finish off with uh, our outro. I'm going to call it. Uh, this is going to be Walter Wayne with his song. Who the fuck knows what his song is? <laughs> crows. Go on, Wayne, then we'll have that. We'll, have, we'll go with Crows. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's a Croatian artist. Walter Wayne is bringing distinctive electronic sound. I'm not, you check him out. I'll leave his links in there. I can't be asked to read his bio. Um, all his information will be in the show notes. He is definitely worth checking out. As far as EDM goes, this guy is brilliant. I love this. Have you listened to this, Wayne? I have, yeah. It's good, isn't he? It's rocking that, you know, late 90s, early 2000 vibe, isn't it? What's yeah. <laughs> it's Euro, it's Euro, it's lovely. It's really good. I thought his use of sounds was brilliant. You you didn't listen to this one much, did you, Colin? I've I've not heard this one. Uh, I think I listened to it once, but uh, I was concentrating on the other two that we were going to talk on. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I, I love this. That's why, obviously why I've chosen it. Je- definitely go and check him out in the... 
in the links in the show notes and you'll get to listen to him now anyway. But yes, I uh, just want to say thank you to Colin for joining us, taking time out and, you know, d- no doing, what you, doing what you do with us. Indeed. It was mm. fun. It's, Cheers yeah, for that, guys. It's been fun. And Wayne, thank you as well, you bastard. No, thank, thank you, Richard, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, check them all out. You can check us out on all of the major platforms, on Spotify, on SoundCloud, on YouTube, on Spreaker, on Stitcher, on iHeart, on TuneIn, on iTunes, on Podbean, on Podchase, on Podcast Addict, on... And, Anyway, you listen to your podcasts. Please leave a rating on iTunes because I'm told it's important. So, yes, do that. So, thanks again to everyone. And I've been Richie. I've been Wayne. He's been... Colin. Thank you for listening. If indeed you still are. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.
Summer is right around the corner, and you know what that means. Cooking out, diving in, and soaking up a whole lot of sunshine. The Home Depot has everything you need to start your summer right. Upgrade your cookout game with Traeger grills and smokers. Then gather around a new Hampton Bay patio set with family and friends. It feels like Memorial Day at the Home Depot with savings on summer fun. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.